morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. Today, we are diving right on into some free agency preview, looking at some cap casualties, well, potential cap casualties that we will be watching unfold over the next few weeks. We're also going to break down, of course, some of the bigger news stories from yesterday uh, and this morning, as usual here on the Wake and Take. So, Go ahead, sit back, relax, take out your coffee, and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome in, welcome in. Great to see you all this morning. We are back live on the Wake and Take. I'm sure you could tell at some point yesterday we had a little bit of a pre-recorded action. I was away yesterday morning, but your boy is back live in the studio ready to talk some football, ready to answer your questions if they come in, all that fun stuff. As you can tell by today's title, we are looking at some fantasy football stars that may be playing somewhere new in 2024. This comes as if you go to NFL.com, one of the biggest news stories released or more recent news stories is NFL's.com's uh, Cap Casualties Cut Candidates article written by Matt Okada Okada, however it's supposed to be pronounced. Sorry, Matt, if I mispronounced it. But he went through the AFC, he went through the NFC, and wrote down a bunch of players that uh, have a huge cap hit, cap hit next season and could also save their team some money with a post-June 1st release. So I wanted to go ahead and put these names in your guys' head as this is the time that we're working on trades. This is the time that we're trying to speculate and um, you know maybe get ahead with some value. Uh, or... Or, you know, maybe you're trying to trade for one of these players and this can kind of make you pause a little bit and be like, okay, let's see what the situation actually unfolds into. So let's go ahead and start talking about it. Good morning to you, Anthony. Good morning to you, Grouch. Good morning to you, Jess. And good morning to you, Jamie. Uh, Glad to see you guys, as always. The first cap casualty we'll be talking about today, potential cap casualty, is going to be Saints star running back Alvin Kamara. Believe it or not, Alvin Kamara... It is probably not going to be on the Saints next season. The more and more I look into this, uh, at the very least, the fact that he will be on the Saints is coming into question. Uh, Because not only are the Saints still in cap hell, as they always are, uh, granted they always figure it out, but but, uh, cutting Alvin Kamara post-June 1st would actually save the team $11.7 million, which is a decent bit. I mean, that's that's more than a franchise tag costs for a running back, uh, which would just, again, that saves them a lot of money. Uh, and the Saints aren't necessarily in a position where they necessarily need a running back like Alvin Kamara. They're not competing. They know it, uh, right? The defense has some holes. The offense has some holes. They're going through some new changes really all around, uh, and they've got to figure it out. And Alvin Kamara, as great of a running back as he is, as good as he's been for the team, I think it's possible that they move on from him this year. They might try to trade him, but it's going to be hard to trade an aging running back with that much uh, of, a, of a contract. So I think that that's a big potential. When you look at Alvin Kamara saving the team $11.7 million with the release, they they went out and they got Jamal Williams last season. They uh, drafted Kendra Miller, which, by the way, this is someone that I talked about trading for in last week's Dynasty Values episode, getting the handcuff Kendra Miller because his value has plummeted from where we saw him in the rookie drafts, and he's still the same prospect prospect that we all loved. And if anything were to happen to Alvin Kamara, Kendra Miller's value would skyrocket. So that's someone I'm targeting right now in case Alvin Kamara does get released by the Saints. I think you can get Kendra Miller for basically free right now. But if Alvin Kamara is gone, you're talking about a probable starting running back 
maybe someone splitting a carry or splitting the share next year with someone that they maybe draft in the fourth, fifth rounds later, but they're going to have to address some other stuff. So keep your eye on Alvin Kamara, but the saints do have another way to free up some money. And that's releasing Taysom Hill post June 1st. Right now he has a $16 million cap hit, which is one of the highest cap hits in the league, especially for tight end and especially for a gadget player like uh, Taysom Hill with that big of a cap hit. The Saints have to decide if they really do want to commit to him. And at his age now, I mean, he's in his mid-30s now at this point, and it's not like he's that important of a playmaker. He does, of course, help a little bit and show up in, in, on some of the bigger games and make some big plays throughout the season. But spending $16 million on him is kind of ridiculous. And they would actually save $10 million with a release of Taysom Hill post June 1st, which is a decent bit of money, especially for a player like that. So look for Taysom Hill or Alvin Kamara, or both to not be in that gold next season as they could really save. It would be $21.7 million if they released them both, which would certainly help. It would certainly go a long way. The next player, uh, not on the Saints, of course, those are the two Saints players, but the next player that is potential here is Aaron Jones. Uh, they, they have a $17 million cap hit on Aaron Jones right now. You would save a decent bit with a release. And the Packers are in this really weird situation right now where they're a very, very young football team that is competitive. Uh, but $17 million for a running back is a lot of money, especially when you already have a plotter like A.J. Dillon. And this running back draft class is fairly deep. They could probably get a really solid running back in the later rounds of this draft. So being able to free up some money, getting rid of your aging running back on such a young team is a very smart decision for the Green Bay Packers. So that's one that I would be looking at if the Packers want to move on from Aaron Jones. Certainly wouldn't blame them. He's costing them a lot of money next season. And to be able to free up even some of that will help a lot. And they could start just looking towards the future with their young roster, getting another young running back to come in and maybe split the load with Mr. A.J. Dillon next season. So keep your eye on Aaron Jones. I wouldn't say go trade for A.J. Dillon uh, at all. Uh, isn't AJ Dillon a free agent? Uh, yes, but I think that he could come back for fairly cheap given like a hometown discount thing. I don't think like I, I, I just operate in this mindset where players like AJ Dillon, they just stay on their team. I, I, I don't I can't really imagine a scenario where he doesn't end his career on the Packers. He's not good enough to garner really any money on the open market. And you might as well not uproot your life and just stay with the team that you've been with. That's probably going to pay you. If not, what every other team would pay you, probably a tiny bit more just since they're used to you, even if it's only a couple hundred K at the end of the day. So I think that AJ Dillon will probably be back, but I don't think that's someone you should trade for. We saw last season, he's not that good anymore. So I do think the Packers will address running back in this draft, regardless of if Aaron Jones is there or not. So I will say sell Aaron Jones while you can, while he still has some name value, because we've seen now Dalvin Cook, for example, he does this whole song and dance with the Vikings. Everyone thinks he still has it. Then he goes to the Jets and gets nothing done. I wouldn't be surprised if that type of uh, trajectory is in the cards for Aaron Jones. The next couple of players we have to talk about is the Cowboys wide receiver twos, threes, whatever. The Cowboys need to free up some money as they are over the cap. And both Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup would free up a decent bit of money, if not both of them. And yes, the Cowboys need a wide receiver too. 
and they could use the wide receiver depth with Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup, but both of them are just a little bit too expensive for their production. And so I could see them moving on from both of them, maybe using some of that money to not only get under the cap, but also try to find a serviceable wide receiver that's going to produce about the same as a Brandon Cooks, as a Michael Gallup. Neither really flashed really in any of their time on the Cowboys. So look for them to probably be moving on, if not both. Uh, probably at least one of them. And if I had to guess, probably Brandon Cooks, just because he's older uh, and I think costs a bit more than Gallup, but still both of them are potential cap casualties at this day and age. Uh, do I think Jalen Tolbert will be a thing? No. No, so I don't think that any of the any of the Cowboys wide receivers are going to be worth investing into. If anything, it's going to be Jake Ferguson, maybe to another degree, Luke Schoonmaker, if you think he can take a second-year leap. But the Cowboys are probably going to address wide receiver in the draft. And CeeDee Lamb has shown now that he is a true alpha. He's a, a wide receiver one that deserves to get every single target on the team going his way. So you're not really going to find much value getting a Jalen Tolbert, going to get Cavante Turpin, or really anyone else. You're going to have to look at this running back room. Like if you think Tony Pollard's going to come back, he'll probably still get some targets. And then the tight ends, as I mentioned, they, they're probably worth it as well. The next player, and this is exciting stuff, guys. Exciting stuff for everyone not named John U. Smith. John U. Smith, we saw last year on the Falcons have a really solid career year uh, and kind of get revitalized in this Arthur Smith offense. But now Arthur Smith is gone and uh, he's going to cost the Falcons $9 million if, he, if they keep him on the roster. $9 million cap hit for John U. Smith is like paying $15 for a Big Mac. You just don't do it. You, you just don't. You go get a better burger somewhere else for cheaper. So uh, John U. Smith, $9 million cap hit. That's a lot of money. And the Falcons can actually save $6.5 million by moving on from him. Don't expect Jonu to be on the Falcons next season, uh, really at all. Expect it to be the Kyle Pitt show and then maybe some depth tight ends. We've seen that in the Rams offenses of the past. They get a tight end late in the draft. They get some big-bodied blocking guy in free agency. But no one to really hurt Kyle Pitt's potential um, uh, as a tight end, as a pass catcher. Jamie says, I'm in New York and a Big Mac meal is $19. See, this is exactly what I mean. Uh, <laughs> this is exactly what I mean. We are talking about some insane inflation here on Wake and Take. The fact that John U. Smith is $9 million and a Big Mac meal is $19. That's ridiculous. Didn't expect today's show to go this way, but that's where we're at today. McDonald's, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. The whole reason... <laughs> I'm just going to, the whole reason we have fast food is to be affordable, right? That's the whole reason. It's why I've never really been a big Wendy's fan because Wendy's tastes like McDonald's, but costs like three times the price or at least used to. Now McDonald's apparently is the most expensive fast food out there and it's not even that good anymore. The quality has completely gone down the drain and really all these fast food restaurants and they want me to pay $19 for a big Mac. And it's probably a small fry that they fill like half the box of it, give you like 75% ice in the drink that this comes with. And then it's going to be a sloppy Big Mac. You already know it. Half the cheese is going to be hanging off the bun. The sauce is going to be all over the box it came in. It's not, not you can go, you can go to five guys and get like two cheeseburgers for $19. And five guys is incredibly overpriced. It's like $11 for a cheeseburger alone there, but it's better than paying $19 for a Big Mac meal. Anyway, that, 
anyway, let's move back on to some cat casualties. That is absolutely insane. Anthony says 12 and Michigan's a lot. I'm not sure what they are in Georgia here, but I'm sure they're probably about that 12 range. It's just, anyway, Jonu Smith, I don't know how he led me to that, but he's going to save some money for the Falcons this season. Will not be a tight end. Get your Kyle Pitts! Get Kyle Pitts! Get him! Get Kyle Pitts! Russell Gage, former Falcon. Russell Gage on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a horrific injury last season, ended his season, and maybe his career, uh, it's going to be hard for him to kind of land back on his feet. Uh, the Russell Gage cap hit next season for the Buccaneers is $13.4 million. Uh, that's a lot of money for a player coming off of an injury and also a lot of money for a role player on a team that is not sure what direction they're going in. Russell Gage will not be a Buccaneer next season. I honestly don't know what team will take a chance on him at this point. At the very least, he's not really going to get any service of all volume. Uh, even with a good landing spot. Like, I am i don't think this is crazy to say. Uh, I'm curious if you guys agree with me. Uh, would you even be excited if Russell Gage went to the Chiefs? Be honest with yourself. Like, if Russell Gage was released by Tampa Bay today, tomorrow Russell Gage signs with the Chiefs. Are you even excited? I don't think I am. I really don't think I would be that excited if Russell Gage went to the Chiefs. I think, I think his time as a fantasy-relevant player is probably over. I know he's not crazy old for a wide receiver, but still, uh, I, I just I don't see it. I don't I don't see it anymore, unfortunately for him. So Russell Gage, probably a cap hit or cap casualty here in Tampa. The next player, it's going to be tough. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has a $15.8 million cap hit next season, which is, of course, huge for a running back in today's market. And the Browns are... 20 million dollars over the cap so they need to make some moves uh releasing nick chubb with a post june 1st designation will save 11.8 million dollars for the cleveland browns that's a lot of money when you're 20 million dollars over the cap that's more than half that's really setting you in the right direction uh and they just saw jerome ford and kareem hunt do okay in the run game and with the expected return of Deshaun Watson, they're probably going to have to be a bit more pass heavy uh, to, to kind of make him work as a quarterback again. So it's possible Nick Chubb leaves Cleveland. I doubt it just because it's Nick Chubb and he's meant a lot for that team and all of that. But, you know, running backs in, in this market, they, they, they don't really get a, a, any of the nice treatment. So I, uh, I I don't know. I, I know, Jamie, you're a Browns fan. If the Browns let Chubb go, I won't be a Browns fan anymore. I don't blame you. I really don't. I think that it would be a disgrace. I think that it would be a bad move. But if any front office is going to make a bad move, it's probably the Browns front office. Sorry to say it, Jamie, uh, but they don't have the greatest track record, A, when it comes to treating the players that, you know, are franchise players, and then B, at making smart decisions. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know if we could put it past the Browns, to be completely honest. Um, but we've got a couple more like big ones, and then we'll kind of speed through some of the smaller ones. Chargers wide receivers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. This blew my mind. Mike Williams carries a $32.5 million cap hit next season. I'm going to say that again. Mike Williams carries a $32.5 million cap hit next season. You tell me if Mike Williams is worth $32 million. I think my answer is no. But I, I understand that we're an opinionated community, so I'll see if anyone else thinks so. But Mike Williams carries a $32.5 million cap hit next season for the Chargers. 
cutting him would free up about $20 million in their cap space. Uh, that's a lot of money. I do not think Mike Williams will be on the Chargers next season. And to another degree, Keenan Allen also carries a $34.7 million cap hit next season. $34.7 million going Keenan Allen's way next season. Uh, again, also freeing up around $20 million if they were released. So you can make about $40 million by releasing these two wide receivers on the Chargers. I don't think they will do that. I think Keenan Allen will retire as a Charger. I think that he returns even with that massive cap, cap hit. Um, nothing big going his way uh, in terms of going to a new team. But Mike Williams, that's a lot of money to free up for a guy that hasn't even been able to stay on the field for half a season the last few years. Mike Williams will probably not be a Charger next season, uh, and we'll be talking about who they replace him with in the draft here in just a couple months. Um, any top player Seattle cuts to get under the cap? No one too huge. Tyler Lockett is one to keep your eye on, as I see a lot of people saying here, but I don't think it's enough money. I think that ultimately they'll bring Tyler Lockett back. The Seahawks are going to be looking more at the defensive side of the ball, in my opinion, to make some money, uh, in my opinion. We'll see, though. We will definitely see. Noah Fant maybe is someone to keep our eye on for sure. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, uh, not too much going Seattle's way in terms of offense. The next big one, and then again, we're moving on to some smaller ones after this. Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick on the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos really do need to free up some money. It could start with Jerry Judy as well, but he, his money's not too much. The Broncos are $24 million over the cap right now. Cortland Sutton carries a $17 million cap hit, and Tim Patrick carries a $16 million cap hit. Both of those are a lot. I think at the very least, Tim Patrick will not be on the Broncos next season. And I would honestly not put it past them to just go ahead and let Sutton walk as well, especially if they're moving on from Russell Wilson. They're going to be rebuilding anyway. They might as well just cut ties with all their wide receivers. Let Marvin Mims be the wide receiver one, which is someone you should be trading for right now. Go get Marvin Mims, because not only are we now talking about the Broncos being able to save a ton of money by releasing Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, but also we've been talking time and time again about the Broncos trying to trade Jerry Judy. I've now highlighted a path where Marvin Mims not only becomes the wide receiver two, but the wide receiver one on this Broncos team, and that is a massive jump in value. Go get Marvin Mims while you can. I mentioned we've got some quick ones. Here we go. Marcus Valdez-Scantling on the Chiefs. He would save them $12 million if released. Say goodbye to Marcus Valdez-Scantling on the Kansas City Chiefs. Hunter Renfro carries a nearly $14 million cap hit for the Raiders. Antonio Pierce failed to use him. Luke Getze hates slot receivers. Hunter Renfro will not be a Raider next season. I will say go ahead and trade for Renfro. I do think he'll probably, if he goes to the open market, land on a team that could use a slot receiver. And this is a guy that even Derwin James called one of the best route runners in the game. He's just not been utilized that heavily. We saw just a couple seasons ago he was the wide receiver 11. I'm still a Hunter Renfro believer, and I think on the right team he could be dangerous. Go get him for free while you still can. CJ Uzoma, believe it or not, carries an $11 million cap hit. This isn't one that matters too much. No one rosters CJ Uzoma, but he could go to a team that needs a tight end. If you want to throw someone on your bench to see what happens, CJ Uzoma will be hitting free agency, has been a serviceable tight end, and a tight end premium could be okay. He's going to get released by the Jets, hit the open market, something could happen. And lastly, the Bills are $50 million over the cap. Deontay Hardy and Naeem Hines 
cutting both of those players would save roughly $9 million. That'll set them in the right direction. They don't necessarily need either of them. Um, so look for those two to probably be moving on from the bills. That's all I've got for you guys in terms of cap casualties. Before we move on to some news, let's go ahead and hear from the Podfather about DFS Dominator. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. Go get that Dynasty Dominator. It's a great app. The 2024 class will be added soon as the Combine gets going. So, I see a question here. I hope Podfather isn't taking a complete absence this offseason. He will not be. Podfather will be podcasting. Do not worry. I do believe that there's a Mind of Mansion in the works coming up. So don't worry. We've got Podfather offseason content for sure. Don't worry about it. I've got just a couple more news stories for you guys, and then we're going to get you out of here. We'll start with the Falcons. As we already know, they are heavily involved in the quarterback market. But yesterday, there was a quote on it from the general manager, Terry Fontenot. To sum it up, he says that quarterback is a top priority for them this offseason. No surprise. But here's the full quote. I feel like it's important to say all this. Uh, again, not only people that have been in the building, but people outside the building. Uh, we have some really smart people in the building spending a lot of time together, making sure that we're attacking this the right way. We're not going to close any doors. We're going to check trades, free agency, the draft. We will make sure we keep an open mind at the quarterback position. We're going to attack it, and we're going to make sure we get it right. Get your Falcons pass catchers, guys. They're going to get the quarterback of the future for them this offseason, whether it be the draft, whether it be free agency or trade. It's going to happen, and it's going to be Justin Fields, Justin, that is CJ Stroud. Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears on Instagram yesterday. I know that normally means nothing, but with everything going around in Chicago about them wanting to take Caleb Williams at the 101 and these Justin Fields trade rumors continuing to build, I think that he is gone from Chicago with this news. Look for Justin Fields to be in Atlanta Falcon next season. A quarterback who will not be in Atlanta Falcon, though, is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins right now, there are some rumors going around that the Minnesota Vikings will not be giving him a fully guaranteed contract as he's asking for. You have to ask yourself, if the Vikings won't do it, who will? And the answer to that is probably no one. I firmly believe that Kirk Cousins returns to the purple and gold next season and that he will be their quarterback. I think any team is going to be scared to take a chance on a late 30s quarterback coming off an Achilles tear outside the Vikings. 
They want him there. They just don't want to pay him as much as Kirk Cousins wants. And unfortunately for Kirk Cousins, he's not going to get as much as he wants on the open market. It's going to take some time here. I think this will probably be one of the more dramatic situations of this offseason. But I think ultimately he returns to the Vikings and is their quarterback next year. And the last bit of news we have for you guys is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yesterday, we talked a bit about them probably using the franchise tag on Baker Mayfield or Mike Evans. Well, it's now coming out that they plan to use their franchise tag on Antoine Winfield. This is not official yet, but he's their young uh, defensive back that has done a really, really good job. It's possible that this is true, and I really wouldn't put it past him. However, I think that this would be a little odd. Uh, because, again, they just made the playoffs. They just won the NFC South. I know it was really gifted to them, but I think if they keep the band together and just build on it, they might be okay and at least make the playoffs again. Even if they don't win the NFC South, they could fit in as a wild card team. But it's looking like the Buccaneers are about to fall apart, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Using this tag on Antoine Winfield means two things. It means, one, that they're probably not going to be able to get Mike Evans. As yesterday, they had a soft deadline to get an extension on Mike Evans done, and they didn't. That deadline is now passed, and they will be taking on $7 million in dead money. Uh, reporter Jordan Schultz has come out and said that he thinks Mike Evans is trending towards free agency. Uh, and if that is happening, if Mike Evans is really going to be a free agent, I doubt Baker Mayfield wants to return to Tampa. I know that he'll still have Chris Godwin, but now you're talking about a team that is truly rebuilding. And so I think if they let Mike Evans go, if they let Baker Mayfield go, we're talking about a really poor Buccaneers team. We really, really are that are now kind of embracing a rebuild. So just keep that in mind when you're trading for your Buccaneers. Chris Godwin, I think, is the one who could gain the most value if everyone's gone. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to really get a big wide receiver to take volume away from Chris Godwin. And we're going to have a young quarterback that's going to probably want to gamble, or not necessarily gamble, be safe uh, with with uh, with uh, their, their kind of over-the-middle uh, pass catcher, Chris Godwin. So I think that that's a guy that could gain some value here if both of these guys are gone. But I think the Buccaneers are trending towards rebuild territory despite just making the playoffs letting Mike Evans potentially walk. I think it's going to be hard then to negotiate with Baker Mayfield. Uh, and so anyway, anyway, that's kind of where my head's at when I look at this situation. We'll have to keep our eye on it. And tomorrow, hopefully we have some more news uh, on uh, just this whole thing, right? Where, where these franchise tags go as today is the first day franchise tags can be used. So that is everything I have for you guys. And I think I answered every question uh, while, while uh, they came in. So I think that we're good here. No questions to wrap up the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, this is another fun episode, and you guys were a great audience. As always, I hope to see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. We will be back discussing whatever has happened today, tomorrow morning, and whatever else I feel like talking. Before you head out of here, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe to Player Profiler and turn on those notifications so you know when we are live every single episode as we continue to keep you well-informed and updated the Dynasty in-season. Have a terrific Tuesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Peace!